You Betcha She Did is brought to you by the Ladies First Digital Media Company, helping women entrepreneurs be seen and heard through podcasts and YouTube channels. If you're looking to have your business amplified, reach out to me, Raina Rakiki. Learn more at my website, www.ladiesfirstdigitalmedia.com. Did she really do that? You betcha she did. Hello and welcome to You Betcha She Did, a podcast where female entrepreneurs and women who have paved the way share their wit and wisdom. I'm your host, Raina Rakiki, and today we have a new business owner to the Sheboygan area, specifically the downtown Sheboygan area. We have Ashley Moore of Punky Pets, and Ashley is someone that I like to call a dog whisperer. She can groom and style any pet. And today we're going to hear about her journey of recently opening her brick and mortar business. So Ashley, tell us a little bit about Punky Pets. Who is this pet grooming salon for? All right. Punky Pets is for anyone who owns a pet that needs grooming. Um, So mostly dogs and cats are what I do. I can bring other animals on for nail trims, say your guinea pigs, ferrets, small animals like that. Um, but mostly dogs and cats is, is what I see and it can be for anyone. I particularly like to work with animals who are, you know, a little nervous at other places. I like to get them back into the groove of things, not let them be so stressed out. I like to take things very slow. Um, I am a one-on-one groomer, which means when you schedule an appointment with me, your pet is the only pet in my salon. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's really nice service. I don't think that's necessarily offered at other places. No. And that's what's, you know, really different about my salon is a lot of pets, especially, you know, dogs or cats that have been rescued have been through so much. Um, or if they had a traumatic experience at another grooming shop, um, no matter what it was, it could have been the noise around them was just too much. Um, I can get them into my place and just, I take things very slow. I'm not rushing through it. If they don't like something, I stop doing that and move on to something else. And then I'll go back to that later and see how they are later. Um, It's not really offered anywhere else that I know of. When did you first discover not only your love of working with pets, but perhaps the fact that you're a pet whisperer, that you're, you know, like not everyone's good at reading pets. I'm not one of those people. I like pets, but I'm never sure like, which, how should I handle this situation? Sure. Um, well, sometimes I don't know if I'm always, you know, if I, if I can read them. Cats in particular are a little difficult. Um, <laughs> cats, cats don't really give you warning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they will just, you know, get mad right away. <laughs> they don't give you all. I mean, the tail swishing is kind of, but some cats just, they don't even give you that. So I would say what started it all is I had animals my entire life. I've had small animals. I've had dogs. I've had cats my entire life. And my dad was allergic to cats, so we couldn't really have cats anymore. But I just, I've always loved pets. 
And when I was in high school, there was a program offered for cosmetology. So you could go to school for two years in cosmetology. And my aunt was a cosmetologist. She did hair for a living. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I'll just do what my aunt does. And I went to school for this in high school for two years. And then I started working at the salon with my aunt. She owned her own place. And on my way to work every day, I would drive an hour to work. And on my way every single day, I passed this grooming school. And I was like, what is that? Like, I had no idea that pet grooming was a thing. I was just going to say, I didn't know that existed either. Cool. Yep. I had no idea. One day I got brave and I stopped and I went in and I talked to the lady who owned the grooming school. And she explained everything to me and told me that her program was $5,000. I'm 19 years old. I don't have $5,000. I barely had $20 to my name most of the time. Um, so I was like, okay, I got to find a way to save money because I want to do this. This is cool. And that's where it all started. I, I was just like, I, I'm going to do this. <laughs> cool. And that's where it all began. Where, where was this grooming school at? Is it still around? So, um, I have no idea, actually. Um, I was living with my parents, um, my dad and my stepmom in Prosperity, South Carolina. And so on my way to work to Lexington, South Carolina, so it was an hour, um, I was in between there. I, I would not know where it is today unless I took that route again. I don't know what, where it was. <laughs> um, that's a long time ago. So I don't know if it's still around. I hope it is. I really hope it is. Yeah, definitely. Just to keep people, you know, keep training people, getting expertise yes. in those areas. So I did not go to that school. Okay. No, no worries. But you still, <laughs> you learn the trades, which is good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, there's a lot of people I know who have rescue pets or, you know, maybe their dog is a little sensitive for whatever reason. And it's nice to have a place where they feel, they can feel comfortable going to because, you know, people, their pets, they're like their, their only child or their third child, depends if you have children or not, but they, they treat them like family and to be able to go someplace where you're really comfortable and you know they're going to get the care and attention, that's that's really special. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and for me, in my mind, um, I have two children and I never knew that I had anxiety until I had my children. And then it all really started to surface. I remember when I went back to work after having my son and he was going to be staying with his grandmother um, and his dad which, you know, it's my mom and my, you know, my son's dad, like I should have been totally okay with that, but I, I wasn't. Um, so the way that made me feel as far as anxiety goes, I know what that would feel like dropping your pet off somewhere because it's kind of the same feeling. That's your baby. You know, that's a part of your family and not knowing you're not there to see or hear everything that's happening. It's, it's really, really scary. And I just, I want everyone to feel so comfortable with me knowing that I'm going to take the best care of their pets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't want them to have another episode that'll make them even more fearful or, you know, continue going down that path. So I know um, before you had your brick and mortar business downtown, you were doing a pet grooming out of your house. Um, walk us through that timeline. Like, how did that, how did it start? How did you first find your clients? And then, you know, at what point were you like, yeah, I think I'm going to get my own business now? I started on a PetSmart, honestly. Um, when I was in South Carolina, 
I was, I had just started dating Colt and he was from Wisconsin and we had just started talking and I was talking to him about, you know, wanting to be a groomer. And he said, well, why don't you go to PetSmart and see if they're hiring and then you can go from there because they have groomers there. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a really good idea. So I went in and interviewed as a bather. So they'll hire you on as a bather brusher. Um, and you work in that program for three months and they actually send you off to grooming school. So it's really cool program. Um, and you have to sign a contract. So you have to work with them, you know, a certain amount of time, a couple years. Um, so that's where it all started. Working at PetSmart was um, really tough. I, I worked there in South Carolina for about five and a half years and became the salon manager. And then I moved to Wisconsin, transferred to the PetSmart here and did not like it. <laughs> so I started working at a little shop in, um, it's almost in Milwaukee. And I worked there for about seven years. And then I went to a different shop almost in Milwaukee, worked there for about two years. And then I started working at a place in Plymouth because the driving back and forth, it was 10 years of driving. And I had two children at home. That's that was two hours every day out of my day that I could have been spending with my kids. So I found this little shop in Plymouth and I had started working there and then we Colt found the building. So through this whole like, you know, 13 year process of him trying to push me by this building, lease this place, do this. And I was like, no, I did not want to live in Wisconsin. Living here oh. was not my dream. <laughs> I what do you mean? You don't like the winter? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I grew up in the South. That, that is me through and through. I am a Southern girl. I like the warm weather. I love the humidity. It feels so good. I, I did not want to live in Wisconsin. And he knew this. He knew, you know, this was not my thing. But then I, I kept thinking, okay, he found this building. It is downtown in the perfect area. It is just the right price. It, it is just we would never find another opportunity like this. I have lived here for like 15 years now. And I was like, maybe now's the time. It doesn't seem like I'm going anywhere anytime soon. So I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's just do it. In the meantime, I was working out of my home. So the place, the place in Plymouth, the owner um, was really um, supportive at first and then not so supportive afterwards. So I did, um, I ended up working out of my home and I had been grooming one dog out of my home for years. Somebody who had found, had recommended me on Facebook and I said, oh yeah, I'll just do it from home. So I was grooming her dog and just her spreading the word and other people spreading the word. I just got, I ended up with like 60 dogs out of my house. Wow. That is a yeah, lot of pets. So doing all of those um, dogs out of my home was I did that for about a year until I was able to open the shop. Cool. What were um, all the things you had to do to get the building ready? Like, what was the building before then? I, I can't remember if it was something. So this is a building for our listeners listening in. It's right next to Honey and Ace and Mini Mocha Cafe on, um, it's New York Avenue, right? I believe. It's, yes. It's right by New the York library. Avenue. Okay. Yep. I'm right across from the library to so the side of the library, kind of. And City Hall and the fire department, it's all just right there in that little nook. <laughs> so before I got it, it was Gottsacker Realty. So they owned the building and that was their office. 
so they were kind of downsizing everything and trying to get all their buildings sold. And that was their main office. So they were selling that. Yeah, it was just like this little office building. It had like three little rooms of offices. And it was, it looks way different now. <laughs> it's crazy. So we had to go through a lot. I actually kind of blacked all that out. <laughs> Honestly, it was, I was so stressed. You know, like I said before, I am just full of anxiety all the time. There is nothing that makes your head spin like trying to buy a building and get everything. Um, I don't even know the word for it, just to get everything in place properly where you're able to actually open your business and everything be done legally. So, I mean, and there were lots of little things like um, there was carpet throughout. Well, when you own a grooming salon, you don't want carpet in there. So we had a, we pulled all the carpet up and underneath was this beautiful terrazzo floor. A very good friend of mine that does pet portraits is painting some portraits for me of um, one of my dogs that I still have and then four of my pups who have passed away. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Ah, there is something that is just so special about fall. I'm not sure if it's the pumpkins, the crisp air or colorful leaves, but there's something about this season that makes me want to turn inward, get cozy by a fire, and spend time with family and friends. When I want to treat myself and the ones that I love, I go to Whisk, Sheboygan's premier micro bakery and coffee shop. Since Whisk caters to a variety of dietary lifestyles, such as gluten-free, paleo, keto, and vegan, you know you're getting all-natural, absolutely delicious treats without any weird stuff. It's dessert you can feel good about. This fall, Whisk is offering a special deal for you betcha sheeted listeners. When you place an order online, use the code YOUBETCHA to get a free coffee when you pick up your order. Not sure what to order? Well, my personal favorites are the Magic Cookie Bars and Cheesecake. You can order online at www.whiskbakes.com. That's W-H-I-S-K-B-A-K-E-S.com. And don't forget the code, you betcha. How do it? So if someone wants, you know, let's say they have a dog or a cat or a goat and they want to um, book a you know, a cleaning, a grooming, how do they do that? Do they call you? Do they go to a website? Do they just stop in? So um, usually uh, I prefer texting because I can get to a text quicker than I can answering the phone. So I do prefer text, uh, but people can call me. If they call and they don't answer, they can just leave a message. I will always call somebody back at the end of the day, uh, unless it's on the weekend. I do not work weekends, so I will call you back. Now on Monday, if it's, you know, late on a Friday when you call. Otherwise, uh, my Instagram is at PunkyPets underscore Ashley Grooms, Wisconsin. So it's Ashley Grooms WI. People can contact me there. Just message me. Um, I can book appointments that way. Uh, same with Facebook. It's under Punky Pets Grooming on Facebook. Uh, people can send me messages there. I am looking into getting an actual program where people can... Uh, go to my website and book through this program. So hopefully I'll have that, you know, in the next month. Do you still have openings or are you pretty booked up or how does that? 
How does that, how's that looking for you? I know you just re- recently opened not that long ago. So I know a lot of groomers around here, um, you know, shops have multiple groomers um, and a lot of stuff going on uh, and they are getting super booked up uh, months out. So I get a lot of people calling me to book appointments right now because I am so new in the area opening my own shop. I'm about two, two and a half weeks out. So usually if somebody calls or, you know, is trying to book an appointment, I can get you in within the next two weeks. Sometimes depending on what the service they, they're looking for, I can get them in a little sooner. Baths are typically easier to kind of squeeze in there somewhere. Nail trims, things like that are, are pretty easy to get in quicker than like a full haircut appointment. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's just good for listeners to know. So it's like, if you are looking just... Just a heads up, like it'll be maybe two weeks from the contact date. And that's just how it is, how it goes. And it is filling up. I We do fill up pretty quickly. I mean, working as a groomer for as long as I have, Thanksgiving and Christmas are insane. So, I was wondering, like, right it's like now. people, you know what I mean? Everybody wants to get their hair cut and dyed. Um, so they look pretty for the holidays. <laughs> when they have family coming over. They want their dogs to look amazing. Or a lot of people love to have family pictures done. So they want their dog to have a nice, you know, haircut for that. Right now and through October is like the time you have got to book for those holidays because otherwise you won't get in. And then I feel really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're like, sorry, there's only only so much time in a day. I do have this one um, really cute uh, woolly husky that comes in. And when he comes in, he thinks it's playtime. So, you know, he, he bows down with his butt in the air and he like, you know, jumps at me and I'll jump at him. And then he does these 360s around the salon. And it, it's just, I, I love this. When a dog is so comfortable and so happy that he is able to do something that he would do at home because he's so happy, that makes me feel really, really good. Okay, that's, I'm, I'm more of a cat person. I got to be honest. I do like dogs, more of a cat person, but I don't know a lot about dogs. So I have a couple of random trivia questions for you, and there might be more than one answer. What is the easiest breed of dog to groom, in your opinion? And listeners, you can take a moment while you're listening to this podcast and think to yourself what it will be and see if it matches what Ashley's experiences have been. <laughs> so I would say my favorite my favorite dogs to groom that that makes it easier for me because I like to do these type of grooms are poodles because I own poodles and I love to groom schnauzers. Schnauzers are typically pretty easy, but it's a terrier, which makes them kind of feisty too. So, but as far as the haircut goes, I love doing that type of haircut. So it comes naturally easy to me because that's what I like to do. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So now we're going to go to the opposite end of the spectrum. In your experience, what dog breed is the most challenging? And it could be challenging because of the way the hair fur grows or the temperament of the breed. I guess there's so many ways you could answer this. And again, listeners at home, think about what the answer, what you think the answer is. And uh, we'll, we'll see what Ashley says. The most challenging. This is probably going to be every groomer's answer. <laughs> uh, and it's not necessarily because of the dog um, or their, you know, their hair. It's just because owners aren't properly informed on how to take care of this type of dog. You're looking at the doodles. 
Yeah, so you have your golden doodles, your labradoodles, there's shepherd doodles, there's bernadoodles, there's everything doodle, everything doodle, seriously, everything. So not only are you getting into, you're mixing all these breeds with a poodle, you don't know what you're getting. You have no idea. Is this going to be a massive dog? It really is. Um, is this dog going to have a wiry type coat or is it going to be curly like a poodle? Is it going to be straight? like, you know, more of a golden type of hair or the Newfie's hair or the Bernie's mountain dog hair. You don't know what you're getting. So um, not, not only do I not know what I'm getting, but a lot of the times the breeders who breed these types of dogs misinform their owners. Number one, they say they're non-shedding dogs, which is not true. All dogs shed. If the dog has hair, it sheds. It's going to shed. Um, the second thing is a lot of these breeders will tell the new owners that this dog needs to stay at least an inch long year round, which is not true. And then, and they'll say, oh, you don't need to get them groomed until they're like a year old, which is not true. If you have a, if you have a dog, dog myth, number one, busted. Eight weeks um, is, I don't have to give them a haircut at eight weeks. But bring them in at eight weeks. I'll give them a bath. I'll trim their nails. I'll clean their ears. I'll give them a good brush out. They'll hear all the noises going on. I'll turn on my clipper and like rub it on their body so they can feel what that feels like. Um, all this stuff to get them acclimated to all the noises and the feels and, you know, everything going on around them. The more you do that, the better your dog will be for grooming and the more they'll love it because they'll know that whatever I'm doing is not going to hurt them. So the, the doodles can be tough because you don't bring them in for a year. They're coming in completely matted. And a lot of the times the owners get so upset because you have to shave their dog down and there's nothing you can do. And it, it hurts me too, because I don't want to have to do that. Your dog has lived with all this hair on his body for a year and now I'm taking it away. And that's going to feel really weird. Um, which can in turn make the dog act different. So technically for me, those are the hardest ones because there's a lot of misinformation out there. I think the most important thing is, is if you do have a pet that needs to groom, especially a dog, to be consistent with the grooms is, is really key to getting what you want. Every four to eight weeks is kind of, you know, the go-to for getting them groomed, especially if you like to leave a little bit of hair. If you just get them shaved down, um, you don't have to come as often, but it is good to keep them coming in between for nail trimming, especially if you like the nails really short. If you wait until, you know, your eight-week groom, then the nails have grown for eight weeks without being trimmed. So in between grooms for nail trims, uh, Always book that, please, because it is very, very important getting your dog's ears clean, nails trimmed, all of that in between. Um, I also do, will do just that. Um, if you want to come in just for the nail trim, just for the ear cleaning, I'll do that. Bathing is also a service that I offer. So even if you have a long haired dog and you just want a bath and not a haircut, I will offer that. Same for cats. I can do baths, nail trim, ear cleaning, shave downs, lion cuts. And I guess the last little the thing I would like to tell people is I do um, specialize in what's called Asian fusion. 
Um, you won't really see much of that on my Instagram because a lot of people don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that um, is. Tell us what's that? So what is Asian, Asian Fusion? <laughs> Asian Fusion grooming is um, it's basically a it's a style of grooming that is how do I explain it? You, you got them more teddy bear looking or like a toy. They you know it's where your dog doesn't look real. Um, that totally makes sense with the name Asian Fusion now, like anime. Hello Kitty Cute. Yes. So it's, um, it's basically a, uh, it's not like a one set type of haircut. What I would do is look at your dog and say, oh, this would be really cute. We're going to go with a really short body. We're going to leave the legs really long. We're going to do this cute round face. Sometimes the ears can be shaved. Sometimes you can leave the ears really long. Sometimes you can make the ears blend in with the rest of the face. So you don't even see the ears and you just have this big round head. Um, <laughs> it's very, very cute. So a lot of people don't know, um, that this is a thing. And a lot of people don't know the different styles of haircuts you can do on their dog. And you can pretty much do anything to any dog and just make them look totally different. So it's really, really cool to be able to, you know, I would love to be able to do that more just so everybody can see what can be done. Cool. Well, Ashley, thanks for being on the show. And um, like I mentioned, we'll have links to your Instagram and other accounts in the show notes. So please reach out to Ashley at Punky Pets if you'd like to have a little special treat or just regular maintenance for your animal. As always, if you enjoy listening to You Betcha She Did, don't forget to share the show with a friend, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and spread the love. Thank you. Until next time.